You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Torah. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in an up to 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT Corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder, its officers, and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check nrspay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Rishadaraisa, coming your way. Get ready. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rishadaraisa this Tuesday. There is a call across almost all of the Jewish organizations uh, to have a rally in Washington, D.C., Americans March for Israel. I know that it's, it's, there's going to be buses from many, many schools all over the Northeast. There are uh, chartered planes from Canada and other places coming in as well. First of all, do you plan on going? No, uh, I don't plan on going. Uh, we do have school that day. Uh, they were, the school did not give, it was not making a trip. They said any family wants to take their child should take their child, but the school is not going as a whole. So therefore the school that afternoon, I, sh- I think it's a wonderful thing to do. Obviously your school is sort of, a, you know, saying, yes, where you support it, but we're not going to cancel school for it. Does that show a certain hesitancy on their part? No, it's elementary school. I don't think it's very rational for elementary school to actually. You know, okay. Have but you would believe that high schools and, and, and yeshivas, do you believe that the that the yeshiva gedolei was Torah Vidas, Mir? I think I saw the Chavetz Chaim ascending there. There, tell me. Try to explain from your perspective why you think it's you know why you think it might be effective, and I, I'll take devil's advocate on the other side. But the the, the pro Palestinian people are are out on mass throughout the world and demonstrating like crazy, and uh, they are, w- w- there is no. Significant counterbalance to that, unless the Jews also go out and protest on Hamas. I don't know. I, I don't know that necessarily the uh, the Palestinian protesters have an effect, but it makes sense to say that they do. Oh, is that a Shiloh? But what's the Hamina not? Yeah, the question is, will it make enough Kamina? We know that there is such. Who knows? Dec- How do you know it's supposed to make enough Kamina? But maybe, but no, nobody knows for sure. The four hundred rabbis during World War II they went down to Washington. Uh, you know, I, I wonder. Is there going to be broad 
across the board support? Is is there going to be uh, evangelical Christians marching? Are there going to be uh, blacks uh, marching? Are there going to be Muslims marching? Or is it just going to be, okay, yeah, we know who the Jews are. Oh, yeah, of course, a bunch of Jews showed up and they bust everybody in. Okay. That's not true, especially because there are these nutty Jews, uh, uh, new voices, the Jewish voices for peace. And if not now, if not now, I think it's called the other organization. And of course, our buddies, the White Freeman and Turi Carta. So they, all these guys also represent the Jews and they represent for contrary voices. It has to be shown that the Jewish community is in, en masse pro-Israel and not anti-Israel. What I'm worried about is the fact that it's going to be frustrating. I think most people's positions, even the congressmen and even the, the legislators, is pretty much set already. I, I don't see Biden and his team, and we know there's a lot of discord in the Biden White House as to uh, how much he was, Israel was supported. It, will, will this be machazic, the fact that he has been so pro-Israel? Will I it think really, so. so but, but again, the, the naysayers will say, of course the Jews, of course the Jews came out because we know that Jews in Israel are like one unit. And, 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 and I think therefore. That's true. Well, they should see that. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. You can't divide and conquer between the Jews in Israel and the Jews of Chutzlars. Especially after the last year where there was a lot of divide and conquer. So now that most non-religious Jews in Kutzlars were opposed to the judicial reforms, they're opposed to Netanyahu. So it's, it's a big statement now to come out and say, you know what? Bygones be bygones. Now we're fully behind Israel. It's a big thing. Look, I think it has to be, it has to be clear and they have to put front and center, just like in the 1963 march, you have Martin Luther King holding hands with A.J. Heschel. I think here you need to make sure that there is a broad coalition of Americans marching for Israel. And I, and I hope that that is going to be able to be accomplished. I Again, if, if let's say a bocher from yeshiva, a younger man, a koilu guy, a, a bocher who's trying to would, – would you be miyayatzim? Of course, get on the bus and go. It, it, this, this, is, this is an ace lasses. You've got to go do this. Would you do that? I don't know what I'd say. Nobody's asking me, so don't, don't have to worry about it. They could, and you could get a call anytime. And a guy's going to say, Rebbe, I know what I should do. I'm holding Stark in the sugya, and, and, and I'm really getting atzlocha. I'm working on a shtikotayr, a chabur that I want to publish in a Torah journal. Should I go to this march? Case-by-case case basis. I'm not, making, not, not because the march is not chashit, but because I, I, it's, uh, you know, everybody's in the, the decision, the individual. Look, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going. If American support means Hatzolah's Claudius Yisrael because they can earmark more funds and more weaponry and, and more support, which could save Jewish lives, so you could say, oh, this is a mitzvah rabbin, it's Hatzolah's Nefotres. Nobody. Yeah, but you're not the kind of a person to go four hours to a mitzvah rabbin. Eight hours. You're not. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that kind of, not that kind of a mitzvah. A directly called nefesh. You know that. That's like, uh, the, it's indirect. It's, it's positive. It's not something which you would uh, say, no, for sure you have to go. I'm also worried about the confrontations that might occur. And you're right. We need to, the people on the fence will see, oh, there was a million Jews came and a million Jews and non-Jews and were there, uh, supporting Israel. You know that the Palestinians are also, uh, you know, revving up, uh, their own don't you think that the chances of a of a megaphone or something getting thrown or some sort of you don't think that that's going to be a possibility of something happening? <laughs> Are we cowards? 
if we're trying to influence legislators from Iowa, if we're trying to influence homeowners in Iowa, if we're trying to influence the American public that they should call their congressman and say, yes, we need to support the state more and there should be censorship of the these groups uh, that are pro-Hamas, not pro-Palestinian necessarily, but pro-Hamas. Is this the best way to accomplish Wait a minute. it? At this point, there's no difference between pro-Palestinian and pro-Hamas. Anybody's out there now demonstrating pro-Palestine is demonstrating pro-Hamas by definition. None of them are repudiating Hamas. But there's going to be people out there who will thread the needle. They will say we are against Hamas, but we are also against what Israel is doing to God to Gaza. I, I, I'm sort of again, I play devil's advocate, but you know, you're not going right because to you, it's eight hours, and eight hours is too much time for the Godel be soil who has so much work to do. I'm going to be honest with you that I have a hard time going to these things and. I don't know, Rabbi Yosef, I'm going to, I'm going to admit that maybe it's my gaiva as well to just be a little dot to be added to the numbers. You know, like, like I, I sort of believe that my kaychais can be used in a better way. And I know if everybody said that, then nobody would show up. I understand, but people are showing up. I have to tell you that, uh, that I have heard from a number of uh, non practicing Jews in terms of religion that they are planning on going. And I'm, I'm very, my, my, I'm very heartened by that. I'm eager to hear, other than the turnout, what will be the messages uh, that are going to be said. And remember, the podium is going to be a shared podium of various Jewish leaders from the whole spectrum of Judaism. I think that itself is important. Let, let me move on to a related topic. The next week is another great event. I don't know if they're going to have a hundred thousand or half a million, but there's going to be probably a few thousand attending the Aguda convention. And, you know, I, I saw the ad for the Aguda convention and there's sort of an undercurrent that this is what we need to do at this time. I don't know. Why didn't they cancel the Aguda convention for this year? I mean, it's a big fundraiser for them. Yeah, I understand. What I'm saying is like this. I, I believe, Rabbi Yosef, and I was at a wedding last night, and I, I turned to someone next to me who happens to be from a very illustrious rabbinic family, somebody who's uh, a very close relative of his is considered one of really the, the gedolim of, of the United States and maybe one of the premier poiskim in the world. And I asked him, I said, doesn't this, is something that doesn't feel right here? The Mishnayis and Tainas talk about a, a lack of kshomim, atziras kshomim, that's going to lead to... To, to shortages and economic downturns and perhaps, you know, perhaps famine eventually. And it talks, of course, about other tzores as well. It, it speaks about ze'evim taking children. It speaks about chayeros around. And, and the Mishnahis speak about a seder of anahoga, of kabbalah's tainus. It speaks about that if and if the, if we don't get the response, we have to be mamayet b'masavamaton. We have to bemayet b'erusim v'nesuin, and we have to act like bnei adam anizufim l'malkoim. So once again, I, I again we we know the hanog is that we don't we're not geyser tainus tzibur for klal yisrael anymore. You have to have a it has to be. But don't you think that just life as usual should really be put on hold? Like, do we need? Like even I I I have Rahmanis on my friends who who planned this wedding way before October seventh. 
But would it have been like the worst thing in the world to say, basically to send out due to the the Chorban, due to the Avelis, due to the fact that Yiddish children are dying, the wedding has been rescheduled, or we're going to have a small ceremony, and we hope you understand, and we we encourage others to do the same thing. Instead, hours of, of, of waiting, dancing. When I went to Lakewood last night, not only was there this wedding, but the, the Lakewood Hater Hall had a, a, a gigantic neon sign talk showing you that this wedding for, for at the Fountain Hall is here, at the Kesser Misha Yehuda Hall is there. There was, you know, parking for, for hundreds of cars in one place, hundreds of cars the other place. It's like, okay, I understand that this couple should be celebrated and they should be given a chizik, but that, that it should be everything as normal? Like, like, <laughs> like there was no mute at all. Aren't we Nizufin Lamakaim? Aren't we Nizufin Lamakaim? The attack on Simchas Teira, the, 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 the fact that, that there's still Yiddish kinder soldiers dying, Nebuch. Isn't this B'nai Adam Nizufin Lamakaim? I, I don't get it. And therefore, what does the Aguda need to have a convention with the 20 names of all the Rabbonim and you have to show up and we got to make money? Okay, I was being facetious when I said they have to make money. That's true. But I, the Aguda, the Aguda, the Aguda convention is, serves as a platform for a policy to be uh, stated for the Aguda. And they will state their policy of being pro Arabs and so in ways that they've never done before. And that's a very, very positive thing. And that's a good thing. And therefore, the Aguda convention is worth it. If the keynote session has speakers pro Arabs, so it does have speakers against Arabs and so much, I can't imagine. So then that's, that, that would be horrible. But if they have speakers pro Arabs and so then that's a great thing. It's a big kiddush Hashem. So that even though I begrudged that good a convention, that I was never invited to a convention. <laughs> nevertheless, uh, I uh, feel that this is a, not a bad thing to do. I didn't see on that speaker picture list. I didn't see, you know, some uh, mafdal, some person clearly representing the the, the Medina Yisrael, representing the government. That would have been. You're right. If if there would have been front and center, some sort of some sort of dati lumi person with a kippah struga uh, talking about life in Eretz Yisrael. It would be maybe Rav Tzavai of Eretz Yisrael. Maybe okay, somebody. Yeah, fine. The, 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 right. Their, their world is not ready for that yet. Okay. That's baby steps. There's no baby steps. Baby steps. There were the, October seventh was a salvo, a torpedo that should rip they're open. Still, they, they're not mature. They're, 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 then it's not mature. No, sure you're talking about million. Million. And then and, and come to the convention, and of course, you know, it's it, the thousands of dollars it's going to cost to go stay there in the hotel and and and, and the catering and all the They need that. Let them make, let them have an asifa. Let them have a giant zoom with a giant jump. Botron and say, we are here telling you, okay, we canceled the convention. Things changed. And I know you wanted to have this convention. I know you needed the money. And there's so many good projects that are necessary. But right now, everything is in hold. Everything's got to be focused for Muhammad Eretz Yisrael. Just like, again, so therefore, I, I don't get it. I don't get these giant weddings. I don't get anything. Okay, so now let's get back to the weddings. I saw a be- I saw a beautiful uh, idea, which I, but perhaps you uh, will not agree with that. You're entitled. Yesterday, so that somebody said that people should be with simcha and hold simchas, and there is a net effect of simcha 
in Klaiso because of the connection of Ami so to each other and the, the vibes of Simcha, which you experience with Shem Shemayim, of course, at a Chasna will be, will send vibes of Simcha to the soldiers in Gaza and up, uplift their morale. And, uh, the, the uh, idea of Hakamas Bayis Bisol at the time that there was such Hashmada of houses in Israel is clearly a direct tikkun for the, uh, the Shema, the Lashmila Rogel Abed, which we underwent. So, uh, on the contrary, this is a time when people should make hasnas and be besimcha, l'shem shomayim, and bring more simcha to the world. I think it's a very beautiful, mystical idea. Here's the thing. The 1950s ushered in a, an incredible dechifa of 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 having children in Klal Yisrael to be mesakin what was the chorbanos. And, and that made sense. The war was over. People were rebuilding their lives. And yes, that was the way we were fighting what the Hashman Laharig. But but here it's still the, the wound, the petza is so raw. There's still Ritzichus, there's still Nebuch children, young men dying Mikidish Hashem. It's not that I don't believe that 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 Simcha mitzvahs affect everything, of course. But but to show the 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 inter the fact that we are misabil the fact that we are willing to again be mispal look in the Gemara and Megillah that talks about generating agmas nefesh for people when a, a shul is bichorbonoi that you're supposed to leave uh, it you're supposed to leave the asovim either growing or even if you cut them make sure that there's a obvious pile of 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 of, of the foliage that has that has surrounded what used to be this beautiful place in order for people to have Akmas Nefesh and the Akmas Nefesh leads them to Tfilis for the restoration. We, we are not doing any of this type of, uh, of, of activity. I, I, I'll be masking. The, the couples should get married, but it should not necessarily be in the Eifin where, you have, you know, again, the hundreds of people, the, the weddings that last hours, the band that's playing, you know, who knows? What I would say, there should be a takana that at every chasna, there should be, instead of, again, im there should be tefillahs, and there should be certain tefillahs composed for the matzav. Every chasna, let Raveli Brundi and let Rav David Cohen and let Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, he should be well to issue these type of psalkim to say, every chasana, we are going to, if you're going to have the chasana, right before you break the kais, there should be a tefillah for the shvuyim. There should be that. I don't see that. That's not happening. Okay, that's a that's preference. And, and and therefore, and there should also be a kol koire, if possible, to mimamayat the chasanas and the spirit. And, and there should also be the, the chasan and kalas should send a letter to all the thousands of uh, invitees. Please, instead of giving us presents on our wet registry, please send them to Eretz Yisrael. The money for us, we are mevater, and it should go Laman building up the Uma for the families that have been displaced. Why isn't that happening? That's what we should see. Yes, okay, I like the fact. Come to Washington and show your support. You know what? Show it on uh, in the level where you're really being makriv. Uh, again, like the Mishnayis indicate, this is a, again Again, I, I don't think you have any answer to this because you know I'm right on this. No, I'm, the second part, right? The fact that there should be some 
But it's like the years ago, the Baba Trev made a gazera that in every chasna, they have to mention me or Yehudi. And they're like, there's a, in some chasnas, it just limit, was limited to somebody getting up and clapping and saying, me or Yehudi. And other chasnas, they actually had speeches, like my uncle or my manual would speak about it. The other comparison is in terms of the, the uh, agreeing to what you said. Not trying to say that, yes, it makes sense what you're saying. We don't have that kind of leadership nowadays. There's no leadership that's actually going to do that. Yes. My yes, Akai is those bereft of leaders. Who, who's no, who, there are no leaders left. Put up a bunch of pseudo leaders. That's my point. And act like leaders. Okay. So, but the pseudo leaders saying nice things is also good. It's true. They can't, they're only pseudo leaders. They can't really. Don't say nice things. Much. Say things like a leader. Say things for clothes. Well, maybe they will. Who knows? But, but you are, but they're not, they're not, they have because they don't have that kind of, uh, Harbasha. At least, uh, I'm not, I'm not I'm aware. I'm reading, I'm reading the Aguda. I just got something this morning. The world is changing. Are you? It's time to wake up, to step up and take action. Join us for a transformative experience under the guidance of a good daily Yisrael that will leave you with meaningful and actionable direction to prevail through these challenging times. What, what crack? The world is changing. Are you? Now we're calling on you. Because as a people, we don't react. We act. The 2023 Aguda Convention. By the way, call to action to come together and gain direction, strength, and inspiration from Gedele Yisrael as we prevail, as we prevail through the next chapter of our history. Under the leadership of the Meatzes Gedele Atayra, Rabbi Elia Brundi, Rabbi Hillel David, Rabbi Aaron Feldman, Rabbi Yosef Frankel, Rabbi Aaron David Goldberg, Again, I happen to like Rabbi Goldberg a lot. Plus, Eli Brunny, and and I like Rav Aaron Feldman. Chacham Yosef Harari Raful, Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, Rav Aryeh Malkiel Kotel, Rav Shlomo Miller. Okay, Rav Shlomo Miller, he's a superstar. Rav Yerucham Olshin, Rav Yitzchok Sorotskin, a very nice machaber, uh, a very strong speaker. I disagree often with with his uh, his emphases. And my old friend from Mir Yeshiva that I was learning with together, Rav Shimon Yehuda Svei, Rav Elliot Svei, Zohan of Rochosan, the Rashiva of Philadelphia. There they are, their convention. Be a part of it. Nothing there about Eretz Yisrael. Nothing there about, because like, you know, we need to prevail. We're going to prevail. Come on. Don't you think that is basically deaf? To the, to the situation. We know that you're in a troubles thing. Come to the Aguda convention and that's what you need. Where is the mention of this is a Shaschirab? There are, there are brothers are dying. I don't see any of that. It's Keferlach. Do you agree or not agree now? No, I agree with that, but that doesn't mean that's all the convention. The whole thing. They should cancel the convention and the advertising is a Shand. I'm sorry. Rav Shmuel is a Pikeach. Rav Shmuel is, Rav Shmuel is, is, is a smart Gishmaka person. Maybe he has no input anymore. Now, I have to tell you again, Aguda is telling people to go to the convention. They are saying that they want people to go. And every day they give their update for Eretz Yisrael so people can read and know what's going on. And they are trying to, to – they aren't forgetting. And again, they are meeting with legislators. They are talking uh, about Kessler's death. The Benoist should keep on saying till him in these, in these troubled times. Yes. So why – so again, if that's where you're at – then that's what the convention should be about. And that's maybe the convention should be canceled, pared down, et cetera. Let's talk about what you wanted to talk about for the next couple of minutes. Tell me who is calling for a takeover of Gaza and turning it back into Eretz Yisrael. 
I, I think mostly people like uh, the Otsma Yudit and Tsunit, that Tsunot, that the politicians in the Knesset, and uh, several rabbis. So they are clearly still burning over the Hitnatkut, right? From yeah. 2005. The last people live in the past. Uh, the Kenturi Karta lived in 1938. Lada Kharim still lived in 1938. Uh, the, uh, these people leaving in 2004. Things have changed, and to do to do it now to go back to Gush Katif now would be absolutely foolish and crazy. Okay, so let's have a little perspective. So after '67, that part of that we know now is the Gaza Strip became part of Medina Yisrael, and it was, I guess, serviced when it becomes part of Medina Yisrael, annexed during war, and they started building up uh, Israeli cities. Within there, if I remember my Mishnayas and Demai about which parts are, are considered Eretz Yisrael, where the Takanas kick in, I, I seem to remember that that area, even though it's on very close, never really was part of Eretz Yisrael Mamish. Part of the Eretz Mushtaha. Based on what was, of course, well, that even extends all the way to Mitzrayim. You're talking about, you're right. talking about what, what was given to Avram Avinu. So there is a messianic sense that this is, we deserve this. Well, these people, many of them are messianic, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, that's part of what they saw 67 as. They saw it as 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 uh, the shuav of 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 of, of Pamoyne Mashiach. And the same way Rav Gifter, I heard Rav Gifter say that it would have been uh, his galus of Mashiach, but we dropped the ball, that the, the Haredi Shevelt dropped the ball by not responding to the to the Bali Tshuva that, that were coming from all Shidra Sa'uma, I heard Herb Gifter say this, uh, and I, uh, again, I, I think he's right. But what we're talking about is not so much the way we didn't respond to our the internal connection, but what we're talking about is the, the ones who say what we need to do is now be koivishit, keep it, and say, this is how we bring Mashiach. We bring Mashiach by conquering lands that are meant to be ours, be a Mesa Mashiach. And especially if, they're, if they abet and they're so close, they aren't totally off the wall. The reason why they're saying this is because there's, it's a very difficult question. What's going to be Mitz Hashem if, if Hamas is destroyed, assuming that could happen? Who's going to govern this place? How is it not going to be a dangerous, uh, place? Still, uh, the children or the grandchildren or the cousins who will come and take up the Hamas banner. Yes, every Hamas officer, soldier, guerrilla, is going to be a martyr, and whoever uh, will take his place will say, I'm doing this for him. So I think these Rabbanim and thinkers are saying, even if we win this war, what's the chances of there really being peace? And therefore, they're saying the only chance is, is that we say, damn it to the world, and take the place over, and make it truly part of Medina Yisrael. I think that's their argument. It won't be peace either, because they're constantly they're constantly going, when Gush Katif existed, there were constantly terrorist attacks, constant terrorist attacks, and soldiers didn't want to go there to protect the, the, the people in uh, 50,000 Jews, middle of two million Arabs. As one of my, one of my uh, people in my group put it, who's going to tell them, who's going to tell the mothers that they should send their children to protect Gush Katif another time? It was a difficult period, even before the Hitnatkut. I have friends that worked there as, uh, in various social service agencies, and it was it was not easy. The roads were always dangerous, and you know I, I think Dayan himself, Moshe Dayan himself, said after uh, sixty seven that he knew that there was going to be 
Ritzichas and, and terrible things coming from that area. Well, well since we are, since we, evidently we're both mystical, so we all know that this is Eretz Plishtim. There's always been a thorn in the, uh, on the side of the uh, Jewish people. There's a lack of sense of reality in many segments of Kali Yisrael. And I don't know if I'm free of this either, but uh, the point is that just like people can no longer, if they're sane, reject Zionism on the basis of perfidy. They can reject Zionism, but perfidy is long dead and buried. You can't read perfidy and say, oh, because of what happened in 1948, so today. Just because you can't say about Yaldei Tehran or the, the Olim from Teman. You have to live in the present. And these people don't live in the present. The people who are, uh, I have this other guy in my group also, you know, who's an anti-Zionist and said, well, like the Torah Karta. Uh, after 1945, there was no choice but to have a state. After 1939, there was no choice but to have a state. You can't live in 1938 or 1935. You know, I would love to. 1935 is a great time to be alive. But the reality is things have moved on. And in terms of Gush Katib also, whether you for it, whether you against it at the time, it's not feasible to go back and do that for so many realistic reasons. And instead of wasting time and energy and your uh, mistaken sense of Avodah Hashem in this kind of uh, fruitless and counterproductive activity, spend it in some other useful and Kiddush Hashem way. And the reason, of course, is without just underscoring what you're saying, is that it would rip apart the fledgling coalition that Israel has cobbled together, Medina Israel has cobbled together with some of their Arab neighbors. It would turn the U.S.'s back upon us. And it would destroy Achilles and Klaiso again. Because, because of those who understand that it would create a threat to us. But again, the quandary is still quite intense. What will be the end game here with Hamas gone? All right, my friends. So we will be oimed ala mishmor and, and call it out the way we see it. Uh, take care, everybody. Have, we will catch you, Mitzvah Shem, next week. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.